way of the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. All right, well, you get the idea. Here it is, the 12th of December. There is still so much to do to prepare for Christmas. Just under two weeks left to find, order, make the perfect gifts, plan a delicious feast, shop, cook, and clean for said feast, attend or maybe throw a COVID-safe party or two, find an appropriate festive outfit to wear to said party, decorate the house, bake Christmas cookies, prepare for guests or travel. The list goes on, and I'm exhausted just making the list. When we pause to think about it, all of those things get us ready for celebrating Christmas. But how many of them prepare our hearts to receive our God who comes to be among us? We can imagine what John the Baptist would say about our Christmas preparations. Based on the vignette in today's Gospel reading, he might be a little more than critical of our consumerism and concern for the trappings of the season. The desert-dwelling man who wore animal skins and ate locusts might take some issue with our excesses and the lack of any Jesus in many of our preparations. What John does offer us is concrete ways to prepare ourselves for the wonder and mystery of God. find our humility, and live out of it. Well, John says it a little more like a prophet. Instead of find our humility, he says, bear fruits worthy of repentance. Bear fruits, meaning let your life show the essence of your heart and faith and show your repentance. Now, repentance typically means understanding how we've hurt one another or God, apologizing sincerely, and committing not to do that same thing again. But another way to think about repentance is a change in how we see things, a new awareness of ourselves and the world that then calls for a new way of living authentically. We come to that new perspective when we acknowledge our lack of perfection at living Christ-like lives and God's grace in loving us as we repeatedly self-correct. That spiritual posture of acknowledging our imperfections is called humility. We can humble our thoughts around expectations of Christmas we can acknowledge the emotional pressures of the holidays and humble our expectations of getting our emotional needs met by others. We can recognize that others are doing their very best under all the pressures of the season and extend some grace to that, them and ourselves. That's a moment of humility when we suspend judgment and see with the eyes of love. 
More than one person has defined the posture of humility as seeing ourselves as God sees us. No more, no less. When we see ourselves as God sees us, we see a clear and realistic picture of ourselves. And then we are right-sized, clear about our roles in different situations, and able, better able to regulate ourselves. Humbled before God, we feel complete and authentic. No longer disjointed, out of sorts, or anxiously missing something we can't quite name. We accept that we are not in control of our world and all the people around us as much as we would like to be. And we find our eyes opened to see the world around us in a new way. We recognize that Christmas is not about us and all the things we do, and that it is about God and Jesus. We see Humbling ourselves, we see God at work in the world, inviting us to join in loving and caring for those who are forgotten, abused, and bullied. God knows about humility because God humbled God's self and came to be among us. God gave up divine existence and came to be human and imperfect to the point of death. In Advent, we prepare our hearts to receive that God who humbly comes to know us, to be in relationship with us, so that our joy may be complete. There's one more thing to notice about today's Gospel reading. It ends with the line, So, with many other exhortations, John proclaimed the good news to the people. Note that this comes just after John calls people to repentance, threatens that those whose lives don't bear fruit will be cut down, and prophesies that the one who's coming after him brings a winnowing fork and will burn chaff with unquenchable fire. Good news! Hidden in there, among John's strong images, are his exhortations, his strong and earnest urgings and encouragements that are indeed proclamations of good news. Proclamations that the kingdom of God is coming to be among us and is indeed already becoming. And so John exhorts us to live lives worthy of repentance, that demonstrate our humility and our faith. And when people ask him just what that means, he tells them, be honest, share what you have, work hard, and don't be a bully. Humility recognizes enough is sufficient for a full life, that we don't need excesses of two coats, or food, or money, or even power. In humility, we say, this is enough. Our basic needs are met. How can we share everything else? This, this repentance, 
is kingdom work. It is the good news to us and to the whole world that God loves. Deep humility begins with listening with our hearts, to our hearts, and our God. The happiest man in the world says his practice of life, which results in deep joy, begins with rest. Making room for the Spirit of God to speak is a practice of humility. And we make room for God's Spirit, for God to come among us, when we take time to breathe. To see the world around us, to see and do something about the inequalities in our society. Let's face it, none of us are going to create the perfect Christmas. It's already been done. When God came among us to love us just as we are, already complete and enough in God's eyes. So for the next 13 days, let go of the drive for perfection, which is in itself a kind of pride and idolatry. And instead, practice repentance and humility. Rather than being tied to the to-do list, make time to rest, to reflect and see the world with new eyes, and commit to living from a place of faith. What we have is enough. You are enough. God gives us all that we need. Find joy in it and share that joy. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. <laughs>